An effective online presence is a critical part of your shop's growth and profitability, which is why it only makes sense to use the company that many top performing repair shops use, Leads Near Me. Leads Near Me blows up your phones with a strategic combination of killer websites, high converting Google ads, traffic driving social media posts, and more. Reach them by text or call 888-953-2379 or visit them online at leadsnearme.com. Leads Near Me, effortlessly increase car count. Conversations that are inspiring and educational for leaders in the automotive industry. This is Near Me Radio. Now, here's your host, Ryan Burton. Welcome to Near Me Radio, a podcast for automotive professionals. I am your host, Ryan Burton. On today's show, we have Mason Bragg. Mason is a shop owner in Gulf Breeze, Florida. He owns Gulf Breeze Automotive and Turnkey Auto Repair. He is also a coach at ShopFix Academy. Mason started in auto repair in 1991 when he met his then-girlfriend, Leanne, who's now his wife, and learned that her dad owned an auto repair shop. He did what any noble young man would do looking for a date and went to work at her dad's shop. He then went on to work at three different independent shops, three dealerships. He took a small leave from the auto repair world and worked at Advanced Auto Parts for a little while to learn the retail business. In 1998, he saw a shop with a for sale sign on it, spent what little savings he had and started his first shop and fell in love with the business. Things about Mason, he believes in treating people fairly. He's married with three kids. He has nine grandchildren, which I can't figure out how that's possible. He's such a young man. Uh, new house and a pool, which we got to talk about. He's a workaholic. That word seems to come up a lot on these podcasts now, but hey, we can all relate to that. He likes spending time on his tractor, doing projects on his land, and GBA, as they call it over there, has been in business for 10 years. Please welcome to Near Me Radio, Mr. Mason Bragg. Mason, how are you today? Wow, what an intro. I don't I don't know if I've ever heard an intro like that. So thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Was it fairly accurate? Did we hit the marks at least? Is that Mason? I think we hit nine out of ten marks, so we're good. I, you know what? We'll take, it. Good. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. I mean, this is a kind of an amateur podcast, so come on. I mean, nine out of ten, that's like that's like 120, basically, in other in other scoring. So we'll take that. Uh, and we talked a little bit quickly. Let's talk about the new house and pool. You were telling me a little bit. We got some heating issues. We can't I mean, you're in Florida. I mean, come on, what's what's going on? Yeah, it's terrible. It's um it's March and it's fifty degrees outside, so the pool's like 60 degrees and the heater can't keep up. So, uh, yeah, we, we can see it. It's beautiful. We can hear the fountains running, but we just can't get in. So we just got to be patient. And, you know, it's ter- it's really terrible living this Florida life, right? Yeah, these so. first world problems. I mean, it's very difficult to function. <laughs> but I view the pool and the new house, which is kind of the dream house, right, that you and Leanne have built, correct? It is. Um it is. I don't know if it's our, we built it as our forever house, but now we look at it and we're like, I don't know if it's our forever house now, but 
we built it to withstand the test of time and to potentially be what takes us to our graves. So um, that was that was the intent. And, um, you know, we built it specially for uh, she's got some uh, some mobility issues and we built it specifically for her to be able to get around, but for no one to be able to notice that the house is built that way. So when you walk in my house, you wouldn't notice any of the things that we did to make sure that she's able to get around. Um, but we're blessed to be able to be in a position to do so. So, And we're going to talk about Leanne. We're going to, I've had the pleasure of meeting her. We're going to talk about her uh, a little bit further in the show. She's, she's on deck. I want to get into numbers and talk shops. We've got these shop owners listening. We have automotive people listening. I want to talk about some numbers. And when I say, and by the way, you've been in the house, what, 90 days and it's not the forever home. I mean, it's a uh, good grief. You just got there. And now you're like, you know, we're starting to think, I mean, you moved in what, like a week ago? <laughs> yeah, we, we did. We moved in uh, late December. Um, and you know, I, I think we're probably here for quite some time, but, you know, life changes. It's such a fast clip for us shop owners once we reach a little success. And um, what we think is possible seems to change drastically year to year. So what the way we see life today is totally different 24 months from now. So nice. The goal, the goal always changes. Right. And, and you know, talking about goals, talking about numbers, and I wanted to use the house to represent an achievement. So, you know, when we met somewhere around 2017, 2018, I mean, 2017, you did 465000 in revenue. If you throw turnkey auto repair in the mix, 2022 is worth what? $4.2 million, right? I mean, so you've had a 10x growth since 2017, you know, 2017, 2018. So the house really represents that success. I mean, this is a, an achievement. You've really come a long way, haven't you? That's correct. 4.2 was combined. We did uh, 2.8 and 1.4, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Um, so yeah, 4.2, that's a, that's a big number. And something that's key there is it's all in the same market. These stores are right across the street from each other. Which is on the agenda as well, too. We absolutely need to talk about that. Um, and, and you know, let's talk about going from, and, and really, I mean, a shop owner listening to this saying, okay, that's 10x growth. I mean, that's for real. It really happened. And, and I'm privileged to have known you back then and seen seen this growth. Um, you know, and, and, and I want to talk about how you got there. And I know you're a coach at ShopFix and a member of ShopFix. We're going to talk about that. And, you know, we work together. But I want to know more about... What was it that really philosophically, you know, that took you there? I mean, what were some of those changes you made internally in the shop that really were game changers that that helped you with that phenomenal growth? You know, I was a lead technician forever. And lead technicians, ATEX, are far and wide uh, egos <laughs> and we make a living off of seeing what's wrong with something as fast as possible and being able to fix it as fast as possible. So that mindset really doesn't do very well in business. When you try to make the transition from technician to auto repair shop owner, that really, that's a real stretch for most technicians. And, um, I had to, when I, when I first opened the shop in 2013, I was the main mechanic and I only wanted to have, you know, a helper. I had no vision of what I've got now. It, it was totally different back then. Two lifts, me and a helper. That was it. That was the vision. And um, 
as as we started getting going in business, I started realizing, wow, we're gonna we're gonna have overhead. We're gonna have to hire more people. We're gonna have to do all these things. But I had major struggles in being able to be the visionary and the doer at the same time. So um, that that was that was kind of the big like number one was understanding the struggle of making the switch and and then figuring out at some point that you can't be good at everything. You can't be the A tech and the A advisor or the A shop owner. You, you kind of have to pick one job to do very well and not try to do three or four jobs very well because you'll wind up doing four jobs mediocre and then you're just a mediocre auto repair shop. So, so it was maybe kind of getting out of your own way a little bit and allowing other people to take on roles and responsibilities that they were better suited to do. Absolutely. Um, and that's, that's another piece of that egotistical ATEC mindset, right? We're, we're the best at everything. And I had to learn to step to the side and really learn to trust other people to maybe they, maybe they weren't as good as I was at something right at that moment. But the more I trusted them, the more responsibility I gave to folks, the more they impressed me and outran my expectations by far. Nice. Let's let's talk about the specifics of the shop. Yes, one's across the street. We'll address that as well. But uh, talk about uh, square footage, lifts, bays, techs, you know, whatever you're comfortable kind of sharing as it relates to each shop and you can define which one's which and go from there. Uh, Gulf Breeze Automotive, which we affectionately refer to as GBA in short, um, that one's a 4,000 square foot building, 1,920 square feet of it is shop space in that 1,920 square feet. We have five two-post lifts, four bays, four tacks. One of those bays is double deep, so it's got two lifts, one's impeded. And then we've got an outside lift that we use for some quick check things or just double checking a drivability concern something. Um, like I said, four tacks. The front is the balance, so it's basically 20, 2,180 square feet inside and it's all lobby space and offices for us to run our operation out of um three advisors one qc person we we have a position that we it's kind of a hybrid they are customer facing and they do some work in the back so they do a lot of quality control stuff and they also go pick up customers pick up parts uh grab lunch whatever those kind of things so it's almost like a porter but a little bit more glamorous than a porter i think so um, so a total of in that store, we have a total of eight people in that store. Nice. And how about uh, Turnkey? And Turnkey, it's set up very similar, but it's a um, it's about six, excuse me, five thousand square feet, and almost all of it has got a tiny office and lobby space. Almost all of its shop space. We've got six. Well, five two-post lifts in there and a four-post alignment machine or alignment lift there now um, and a total of four technicians, one quality control person, QC, and then two service riders up front. So, And one of those riders in each store acts as a general manager as well. So, so they're responsible for their box. And you run them separately. I mean, you, we don't market these things together. They're very separate entities. Um, and that's been effective. Uh, fast forward to now from when it started uh, two years ago, is it still very much people aren't aware that it's kind of the same owner? Has it started to kind of bubble up more that people are aware that this is, these are both Mason's shops or how's that going? 
it's kind of caught on to some. Um, it we we always refer to the other store, depending on which store we're in, right? But the other store is always referred to as our as our sister store. So say we've got an oil change that we just for some reason can't get in quickly enough at store one, we're going to refer them to our sister store. And typically they're going to be able to get them in today or right away. Um, and then vice versa, we may have a complicated diesel issue that isn't really as well suited at turnkey that we may want to move to Gulf Breeze Automotive. So um, we, we have the luxury of kind of moving some stuff around. And I think a lot of our customers are figuring out that that's who we are. It's not a secret, but we're also... Here's the thing. If you try, in my opinion, this is my opinion, after doing this little test for a couple of years, I think if we tried to gain as many customers as we, as many cars as we serve each month at one and as many cars as we serve at the other, if we tried to do that with one single marketing program, I don't know if you could ever spend enough money to make it happen. But having two brands that are competing in the market with the rest of your competition, I think that that gives us a leg up to be able to capitalize on the market as much as possible. Interesting. And, and, you know, for those that don't know Mason and don't know his shops, I, I had the pleasure of visiting a summer or two ago and like there, it might've been last summer. I mean, time fly. It's time is confusing. But anyway, it's, I've been there and they're like, like you right across the road. I mean, you can see it from the park. It's right over there. Right. I mean, my memory is correct. It's right across the street. Right. Literally. So that's awesome. And there's a great story behind the name of, of Turnkey Auto Repair. It's, it's named after some good friends of ours at Turnkey Marketing. Can you tell that story? Yeah, real short story. Um, we were trying to figure out what in the world we would call this thing. Um, we didn't want to call it the same name as our original business because we thought it would be confusing for our clients and our vendors. So we're kind of thinking to ourselves, all right, what do we, what do we name this thing? And we had a list like five pages on a, you know, legal pad and we just couldn't like we checked we crossed them all off it was terrible and i'm standing at a vendor booth at a shop fix conference one day talking to carrie lynn at turnkey marketing and we were going through names and we just couldn't settle neither one of us could settle on anything and i stepped back and i kind of looked up almost out of out of aggravation i look up and i'm like turnkey what if we named it turnkey auto repair and she was pretty um she was pretty humble about it. She's like, you know what? That would be cool. And I'm like, are you serious? So I gave it a few days. I'm like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, that's, I, I think we're cool with that. So, uh, and Carrie Lynn has helped us a lot with our marketing. You know, we had a good relationship going leading up to that. So, um, I felt comfortable asking that, but, uh, but even more of a funny story is after, after we released it out into Facebook land, right. And social media, some people reached out to Carrie Lynn. They're like, Hey, did you know, Mason took your name. And she's like, yes, I, I said it was okay. So that's great. That's awesome. So, um, you know, kind of moving back to Leanne for a second, we talked about that briefly. And in 2017, you talked about making the house, um, you know, accessible. So it, it, it worked well for her. And in 2017, um, she had an accident. And, you know, let, let's talk a little bit about that if you're comfortable with it. Uh, and there's been a lot of struggles there. Um, again, I, when I visited you, we went out to dinner together. Um, and I will just say, let me just preface this by saying that, you know, Mason is, is a gentleman like no other. And, and, you know, we all aspire to be gentlemen and good guys. Mason truly is one. And I witnessed him, 
you know, helping Leanne at every turn, helping her upstairs, holding her arm. I mean, it was really, it was really pretty sweet and special. And I'm really, I mean, if anybody witnessed this, you'd know what I was saying. And, and not all of us are quite that, uh, quite that phenomenal. But Mason was amazing. And I witnessed that. And I'll just share that with people that it was pretty uh, beautiful and inspiring to see. But she had the accident in 2017. And, and talk a little bit about how this has affected life and, and a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, I, I get a phone call in the middle of the day, and a lot of times I'm known to not answer the phone if I'm in the middle of something, I'm helping a customer and whatever. And um, I had actually missed a call from her a couple hours before, and I just happened to answer the phone that day. And um, she says, you know, really quick, I've been in an accident, I'm hurt bad. Um, and she basically hung up on me. And I had to go figure out where she was. And um, I found her. Um, long story short, she had some serious damage to her foot and her leg. She's had, gosh, uh, well over 10 surgeries. I, I think we're like 13, 14 surgeries. And every surgery is a recovery and physical therapy and so on and so forth. So all of that took me more and more away from the shop and forced me to have to rely on people to be able to run the shop. Um, so I was forced into some trusting situations with some people, which worked out. Um, I wouldn't want to go through this again to be able to do that, but, uh, but that's, that's kind of where we're at. She, um, she's probably, she's probably as good as she's going to get as it stands right now. She can walk, she can use a cane, um, everywhere that we go. I try to help her if we're in any unfamiliar territory, I always try to walk with her and hold her arm and make sure that, uh, she doesn't trip or fall or anything. She's a little, she's a little clumsy these days about falling, but um, you know, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm, I am her protector, right? That's, that's my job in life is to provide for her and to protect her and make sure that she has everything that she needs. So, Well, you're living up to that and, and, you know, it's really amazing. Good on you for all of that. And, you know, I'm bringing these things up because we're talking about hardship and, you know, as business owners, we all, you know, go down that road and we work hard and we do our thing. And, and some of us don't have as many obstacles to deal with. And I, I've had some things to deal with as well. Right. But I mean, some people don't, right. And some people do, and, and, and some are lucky, some, you know, and call it what you want, right. We all go through our struggles and we deal with things, but you've dealt with some tremendous hardship and prevailed, you know, this 4.2 number 4.2 million that you, you know, got to do all the taxes on and everything this year, right? All the numbers you're looking at, right? All that you're looking at that, that is, that it's, it's a great success because of the hardships. And, you know, you look at what you dealt with, with Leanne and those that know Mason know about, you know, the other hardship you dealt with, those that don't, I mean, on June 27th, 2019 at 4.11 a.m., Mason received the phone call that no parent ever wants to receive that his son was in a, in a car accident, we lost him, Brandon. And, um, you know, that's hardship that no, I mean, it's the worst hardship and you had to go through that. I think, you know, without reliving that horrible experience or, or you know, lingering there too long, because I, I would imagine it's, it's still a pain point, but we, we, how, I think you need to, to tell people how you overcome these things. You're such a a champion for Leanne and so good to her with all she's been through. You deal with this. How do you address hardship? How do you overcome that? How does Mason deal with it? Because I think a lot of people can learn from what you've done. So I, 
that was a really, really tough situation. That's um, probably the worst thing I've ever had to experience and probably the worst thing I ever will experience as, as a man or a father or a husband or anything. Um, just very tough. That said, um, I quickly understood that there wasn't anything I could do about it. Um, there's, there's a few quick little stories in between that I think belong in this conversation. Um, one is I get the word that he passed away in his car crash and eight hours later, I'm in the funeral home at shortly after seeing him and I'm making decisions to, you know, which, which funeral service to have, right? There's no time to digest this information. Right. So I remember thinking driving home and I was just like, I can't believe I just had to do that. Like go through a sales pitch at the funeral home. And if there's anything that's maybe the worst job a parent ever has to do, that might be it. Um, because that was, might've been worse than even seeing him. Right. And um, I can remember very specifically Aaron Stokes called me that day and he gave me some words of encouragement and um, he was busy. He was in the middle of a trade show himself and in a speaking event in California, but he took a little bit of time and he called me and he just, he just gave me some encouragement that I, I would be able to find a way to get that. He knew I could get through this and maybe be able to uh, inspire some others on the other side of the conversation. Right. So, so I think that's important to say. And then, um, you know, once I realized that I had no control over what happened and that it was just an accident, I started to see the good the positive that could come out of it. And one thing that happened is a few days after I got a phone call from the funeral home, the funeral home said, Hey, I just wanted you to know that so-and-so from the other family that was involved in the car crash, cause they lost someone too. They lost a 72 year old grandfather and husband um, and father. Someone from that family called to make sure that Brandon's funeral was paid for. And I thought to myself, I said, I thought they would feel hard at him. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Because he was found at fault for the wreck. So that was one thing where I was like, you know, there's good in this. And then I found relationships with some of that family. I'm still, I'm still friends with a lot of that family now. So that's, that's one big thing. And the second thing is I just, I got really, I don't want to say pissed off because it wasn't pissed off. It was focused when I realized that I couldn't do anything about it, the things that really mattered was for my team and my family to see me get knocked down, but then to see me get up and dust myself off and show up every day. I didn't miss a day of showing up for work. I didn't miss a day of showing up for my family. I didn't miss a day. I didn't miss a minute. I didn't miss an hour of anything that I was supposed to do. And I got super focused on, the only thing I had control of was how to blow up this business. This is the only thing I can do is just blow my business up and get super focused on it. And I did, I focused in, I probably got four times as focused as I ever was. And that's when our business really blew up was 2019. We, so 2017, we did 465, 2018, we did 765, 2019, we did a million. And 
that really that the end of 2019 kind of set the table for 2020 because we did a million five in 2020. That's amazing. And, and, you know, what you went through, the things you go through for those of us that know you and knew you during that period, you've, you've been a tremendous inspiration. So, and, uh, uh, so that, you know, that has been fulfilled that you have been an inspiration, um, to all of us. And I know, you know, if I go through some difficult times, I sure know who I'm calling to chat with for a minute to, to pull me through. So, um, you know, thanks for being such an inspiration and really sorry again that, you know, you obviously had to deal with it. And thanks for sharing that. You mentioned Aaron Stokes, the call he made to you during that time. Of course, we, we've dropped Aaron's name. He's the founder of ShopFix Academy and uh, an amazing shop coach and, and an equally as amazing human being as articulated by Mason's story. But we all have Aaron's stories. He's a pretty cool guy. Uh, you're now coaching, and um, which is terrific. I was very excited to hear that. Or I think it was like August or something. I think you called me and I'm just trying to remember when I got that call from you and, and, and that's fantastic. You've been up on the stages now doing this. You've got a tribe you're working with and, and, and those people are very lucky to have Mason as a coach. So talk to me about coaching, how you like it, how it's going and what you're noticing about it. That's surprising. Just tell me about the coaching. Boy, I tell you, um, for, first, I, I really like helping people. When you, when you say Mason, why did you start your shop? originally like what was your goal my number one thing was always very easy to say i just want to help people and that hasn't changed no matter what's gone on in my life what i've gone through i still just want to help people so it was a no-brainer for me when shopfix came to me and asked me if i wanted to sign up as a coach like let me talk to my wife and make sure that she's good with this but yes i'm i'm in so um being being a coach for ShopFix, just being a business coach, period, whether it's a ShopFix or whatever, there's a lot of wins and losses in the middle. And you think it's just about business. But most of what we've talked about today has been personal challenges, right? And a lot of business owners have personal challenges and they have con- confidence issues or financial issues or who knows, marital issues, relationship issues, Um it, whatever it happens to be. And I wind up hearing a lot of things that I didn't think I was going to have to tackle. I'll wind up hearing a lot of those things, but I tell you what, there's nothing better than on the other side of this saying something that you didn't even think was super impactful. You just said something because it was the next right thing to say. All of a sudden it gets regurgitated back to you six months later. And someone's like, Hey, I remember when you said such and such. So this is what I did about it. And then you can see that there's like a relationship change or there's not a divorce happening or they're putting money in their bank account or the kids can go to dance class or relationships repaired, whatever. And it's just so rewarding to be able to do this job uh, and still keep my shops, you know, give enough of my time in my shops in order for me to make what I make. Right. And still be able to take time and invest into all these people. I'm currently coaching 23 shops plus my two. So now I know you, you, I think you told me a story once about uh, you, you talked to Aaron like Christmas Eve or something was the day you talked maybe for one of the first times in 2017 and you had no money. And uh, Leanne pulled out her credit card and said, I think there's a few bucks left on this one to pay the fee. Uh, And I, I bring that up to say, 
you know, you're probably coaching some shops that were Mason on that day in 2017, right? That they're in a tough spot and, uh, and they don't have, you know, they don't have a lot of money. They're joining shop fix. Um, you know, uh, how do you address those new members now, you know, kind of, uh, with what you went through a very similar experience, almost ready to go out of business and going to shut her down, find a few extra bucks and join the program. Do you see similarities with some of the new shops you work with? Is there some comparables? There are some comparables. Um, it's, it's, I saw more of it earlier on over the last few years. Um, even though I have only been a coach with ShopFix since August, I've still helped a lot of shops over the years. People saw my success and, you know, they kind of follow along, ask questions. And of course I would reach out and try to help folks. More people were in worse shape earlier on than I see now. It's like the industry has made a little bit of a pivot and we have less people that are in that kind of shape than there were. I don't know if that's, shop fix or the totality of all the coaching industry or what, but um, I, I can, I can definitely feel like I see a change there. Me, myself, I just didn't know. And I was trying like crazy, um, but I just didn't know what I didn't know. And in 2017, December 23rd, 2017, I talked to him and um, I remember telling him, I said, listen, I'm going out of business no matter what in seven days, I'm closing the store, the doors. So don't take any of my money. Please don't take any of my money if you're not sure you can help me. And I'll never forget what he said. He said, I can, I can help you, but you have to promise me that you're going to give 100% every single minute of every single day from now on. And you can get out of this mess. I can't do it for you. And I remember he said, I don't even want you to sign up if you can't agree to that. And I think that's the message that I really want to, bring home to anybody that might be listening today is yeah, get a coach, but Lord knows, please don't just go buy a network of friends, get serious and change your life. My life is so much different. I literally had $697 was more money than I had in my shop bank account. And on December 23rd, 2017, I had to ask my wife for a credit card to be able to do it. And I didn't even know we had it at that point in time. I had basically given up on anything. And to go from that to doing 4.2, you figure net 20-ish percent. I'm not going to give my details out, but 20-ish percent net there. You guys can do the math. I'm probably not, str- not on the struggle bus today, right? Um, but I do remember what the struggle bus was like. And I, my goal is to take anyone who may be on the struggle bus and try to shorten the amount of time. You know, it took me a certain amount of years to figure out how to get from where I was to where I am now. I just want to shorten the curve and make it take so much less time for the other people, but you got to be invested. And people ask me, what, what did you do? I was consistent. I was consistent. I hired Ryan at Leeds near me in 2018 and I never, he's never had a phone call from me talking about changing my AdWords provider. He's had phone calls with me about how can we make it better? How can we do this? Hey, shut it off. It's doing too much, whatever, but never about, Hey, I need to change this. And I'm not going to say you shouldn't change vendors now and then, but I will say that one of the big things that I've done is I've paired myself up with ShopFix, whoever your coaching service is, whatever, but I paired myself up with ShopFix. I paired myself up with leads near me, paired myself up with turnkey marketing upswell. Um, and I just, I just continued to build on those relationships rather than sever them and try new ones 
because there was something else, grass is greener on the other side kind of thing. So I think that's the big thing is just be committed. If you're going to get coaching, even if you're not, whatever you're doing, just be committed to it and stick with it. But if it's not working, find a way to get data on if it's working or not. Don't just use feeling, right? Um, Get some data on is it working or not. Get some feedback from your network, from your peers or your heroes, right? And um, I, I think I think that if we all would just put our egos down and go to work, we could really make a lot of money. I think that's what it really comes down to. Just put your ego down, go to work, be willing to be a sponge, learn as much as possible, show up to every trade show you can. And um, even if you think you can't afford to be at the trade show, that's probably the trade show you need to be at. You know, I think, you know, when you said not buying a group of friends, actually committing to the coaching, that's, you know, you've got to put in the work, right? If you've got to do it, the ideas are there. You put in the work, you're going to get where you have to go, right? That's right. And that's probably what you're coaching to people now because that's what you did. So I'm guessing there's no uh, people just kind of along for the ride in Mason's tribe, right? You got them all. <laughs> you got them all. Uh, doing their thing and they're they're probably listening to this. So what are we going to say to them right now? What's the, you know, we got to, so no, of course, none of them are, they're all engaged and working hard, but what's, uh, what's a message to the tribe right now? Uh, A message to my tribe is I love you people. Um, It's, it's so amazing to be able to have an opportunity to be able to lead and give a little bit of direction and share a little bit of part in your lives. That's, that's really, that's all that, that, that's all that there is to it. It, there's so many amazing people that own shops and amazing fan, you know, that have amazing families that have amazing families that work for them. You know, it's not, it's not just 23 shops, the average shop, you know, small shop has about eight employees, right? So if I've got 23 shops times eight employees times a four person family, there's a lot of people that we have an opportunity to impact their families and really make a generalized impact on the world. So and and speaking of impact, I, did I hear this right that uh, you're going to give away 24 cars this year? Um, is is that this year? 20? Tell me about that. What's this giving away 24 cars thing? That's a pretty big deal. You know, it's uh, sometimes I stand up in front of my people and really crazy things come out of my mouth, and um, I was feeling um, pretty full of myself at a uh, recent Christmas party, and I, you know, I told them I said I, I really would like to give away 24 cars this year. We're a little behind. We're uh, we're two in, so we're a little behind. But we've got my team has gone out and found. They've sourced a whole bunch of vehicles. I don't even know how many we have, but it's a bunch. They're all in the middle of being rehabbed right now. So we're we're setting up dominoes right now to knock them down for the last three quarters of the year, so to speak. And um, we're 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 in the middle of um, we're basically trying to following Matt Carlson's footsteps um, and, uh, you know, fix it forward. And we're, we're looking to start a uh, not-for-profit like that to, uh, to really be able to continue this going forward uh, because there, there becomes some, uh, some red tape strategies and issues that pop up with trying to do such a thing. There's always, there's always a, a barricade or an obstacle in a way, so we're, we're navigating some of that as well to make sure that we do it all the right way. Amazing. Mason, thank you for being on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being here on Near Me Radio. 
Great hearing all those stories. Great catching up with you. Uh, listen, man, thank you so much for being on the show. You did great. Thank you. And um, any parting words, any last thoughts? I just want to say thanks to you for, for inviting us to be a part of your deal. You guys, uh, Leeds Near Me absolutely kills it. I, uh, I couldn't imagine where we'd be without you guys. And um, if I can ever help anyone, uh, you know, go find me somewhere. Search Mason Bragg on Facebook. You'll find me somewhere. Shoot me a message. If you're, if you're on the struggle bus, I'll help you. Uh, if not, call Shop Fix and I'll give you my extension. Some way or another, don't, uh, don't stay in the dumps. Reach out and get some help. Nice. Mason, thank you for being on the show. Have a great rest of your day, my friend. All right, man. Take it easy. Thank you. Thank you. The tech shortage problem is not going to solve itself. That's why it will take organizations like APAC ATI to emerge with solutions that will bring relief for shop owners. APAC ATI is a nonprofit organization that helps veterans, the recovery community, formerly incarcerated persons, and those who need a second chance and a shot at their dream career as a skilled automotive technician. They offer no-cost training and a hand up for anyone willing to do the hard work it takes to learn to repair every vehicle the right way. APAC ATI, educating and empowering skilled labor and making a difference. Learn more about the program or sponsor a new student at APACATI.org. That's A-P-A-C-A-T-I.org. Yeah,